0: Welcome back to the Pickup Music Pod, where we share tips to improve your guitar playing. Today is a special holiday episode, so hope you got your Christmas sweater on. I'm joined by Carl here in the Pickup Music Studio, and today we're exploring what makes a song sound like Christmas. So we've done some deep deep research into the top christmas songs of all time and i've put it down to four core things which makes a song sound like christmas now four things huh only four okay who would have thought all right all right now you could just have two of these and you'll be kind of like a you know a christmasy song or you could have all four of these things and you'll be like 10 out of 10 christmas like sand has arrived okay it's formed down the chimney yeah so let's get to the first one and that is jazz harmony also called you know the music of tin pan alley this is popular music from the early 20th century and believe it or not carl back in the day popular music had jazz chords in it jazz was pop <laughs> jazz music. was pop
1: music right yeah it's kind of hard to fathom but yes it was one day people will be like believe it or not you know mariah carey she was uh that was pop music back then you know
0: <laughs> yeah i wonder if like music's becoming less and less sophisticated like harmonically speaking so you know in t- 20 years it's just going to be one chord and we'll be saying believe it or not back in the day you know we went to the four chord and yeah. the five chord <laughs> right
1: yeah so yeah what, what do you know about tin pan alley or as far as like uh you know like uh, do, do it's it's sort of a neb it's sort of like a nebulous uh concept i i know a little bit about it but what's your familiarity with it
0: yeah so if you i just go to jazz school at college you'll talk about it a lot i think it's generally categorized as music from the late 19th century all the way into the 20th century um but i think most of us would think of it as the early 30s and 40s music from songwriters like irving Berlin. um you know, jazz standards. And that was popular music, which was inspired by, you know, traditional music from like black Americans, but it became very popular through like artists like Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra. And nowadays people like Michael Buble. Yeah. Right. And also for musicals as well back then. Right. Good point. Yeah. It's much broader than popular music. It was, it was a lot to do with theater as well. Yeah. Well, they were kind of like, they were like tied
1: together a lot you know like a lot of those musicals and and that was kind of like the pop music right
0: and that era of music is really fascinating for us as students of music because there's a lot going on in the harmony Mm. and now if you go on youtube andrew huang has a video where he talks about the 251 being a core part of christmas music Mm -hmm. and i would even go further i think that's an oversimplification just saying 251 christmas songs have it I listen to, you know, the top Christmas songs and there's a lot of sophisticated harmony going on, whether it's a one dominant seven into the four or a four minor, some flat sixes in there, definitely some two five ones. I was hearing the major seven chord. Yes. You know, about, what about you? Like when you think of Timpan Alley and jazz harmony um, as it relates to Christmas songs, what are the kind of the most interesting parts of a song? And we'll bring up a few in a second. Maybe we could pick out a few chord movements.
1: Yeah, definitely the the 251, definitely the major 4 to the minor 4. And then also there's the half diminished chord as well. Now Vox had a video on this as well. I think it's not currently on YouTube anymore due to copyright. But their claim was that the half diminished chord is the sound of Christmas. But I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. And I think Adam Neely did a video as well kind of in response to that. Which is still available so if you want to do some digging on this you can go check that video out to anyone listening um but uh, but the half diminished chord is found in there and that definitely was a sound from tin pan alley days and early jazz days as well that you don't you don't hear very often anymore
0: yeah adam neely had a good point because he said that a Chord progression in itself is not inherently Christmas because you can see these chord progressions and the minor seven flat five chord in other styles of music, but it wouldn't be something that you'd think of as outright Christmas music. Right, well, so where does that lead us then? Is <laughs> That brings us back to my four things. You know, if you have only one of these things, like Tin Pan Alley, which is the first one we're on, it's not going to be Christmas music, right? But if, you know, have two of these things, then all of a sudden... Uh, Yeah, it's Christmas time. So let's move on to the second one, uh, which is swing feel. So, you know, that swung uh, feeling. And I'll break this down even further. It's both that, you know, jazz swing, but also on the rock and roll side. So songs like Rock Around the Christmas Tree or Jingle Bell Rock, those are, you know, getting into the mid uh, 20th century there. And those are still swung, but it's more of that rock and roll feel. But it still evokes to me, a very timeless Christmas feeling. That's a really good point. I mean, even if you think of
1: modern pop Christmas songs, there's very frequently a a swing feel in there. That's so, yeah, that's, that's, I never really thought about that, but yeah, I think that's true.
0: Yeah. As a, as a, person who's uh you know detoxing from jazz when i go to the glendale galleria and there's like you know a bit of swing happening i'm like ah yeah it's the one time a year when you know you can swing and not feel you're outdated <laughs> yeah that's a good point there are some exceptions to this um, not every christmas song is swung um, a good example is Feliz navidad so this is um clearly not a, a swung song it's not even in English at the start of it. Um, And I think that's a really good example of how, um, you know, it's not just about American swing, like New York feel to be Christmas. There's different ways to celebrate Christmas in different parts of the world as well. I was just trying to think about Feliz Navidad. Is it swung? Oh, I'm gonna get copyrighted. (laughs) Right, the beat. It's definitely straight. Yeah, the beat is definitely
1: straight. Feliz Navidad. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it's not swung. I was thinking maybe the melody was a
0: little swung, but not. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that that's an exception. I'm sure there's other others out there. Let us know if if in the comments if if you think of any.
0: And just on this rhythm uh, topic, um, it's interesting that there are a bunch of different time signatures. It's not at all in four four. I heard some in three, some twelve eight. Yeah. So I wouldn't say time signature is something that defines a song as Christmas. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Christmas time is here is in three four. That's one of the most one of the classics. Haven't heard a, a Christmas song in seven though. So let let us know if you do.
1: Well, in uh, the live lesson that we did uh that I did la- last week or 2 weeks ago now, um the Donny Hathaway song This Christmas, the intro is actually in seven. So Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then at the end of the the like the fourth time, then they do that that second bar in like, you know, fully eight or four, four, I guess. And then the song's in four, four. So yeah. Okay. I'll take my, uh, my theory nerd hat off for a second here. Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Well, before we get on to the third one, I interrupt the podcast for some Christmas music. This is one of our, uh, songs on the site. Uh, this is an arrangement by Nicholas Mitty. Uh, have a listen to it. It's just 45 seconds and think about what are the things about this song which make it Christmas. You can't see this. Uh he is wearing a Christmas sweater, but what are the things that you're listening to which, you know, give you those vibes? Here it is. So a lot of reharmonization going on there and cool modern playing. Um, yeah, anything stick out for you, Carl? Yeah, for sure. The uh, the time signature changed just to put on my nerd
1: hat again. Uh, but yeah, it was just a really cool reharmonization as well.
0: And that's a good example where a melody, which is super strong, um, even if it's in a totally different style, it will still be memorable to you because you already know the original melody. Um, all right, so let's move on to the third thing, um, which is bowls of some type and there's different types of bowls uh, there's sleigh bowls there's jangly bowls there's like glockenspiels um all different types of bowls and you know there's just something about it that it instantly makes a song christmas so you know if, if we take a step back like if a song had that jazz harmony had the swing feel and the sleigh bells. then oh, it's yeah. over. Game over. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even like if we didn't have the first two, right? So it's, you know, not jazz harmony. It's straight, so it's not swing feel. Mm. But adding those sleigh bells oh, and yeah. boom, Christmas. You're still there. I'm curious, Sam. Growing up in New
1: Zealand, like do bells have the same sort of affiliation for you as it like is, is it's an international thing it's not just like american capitalism you know hallmark uh that that i'm used to seeing but is it for you as well like that same association
0: definitely like through the music i think maybe we had like little boughs that we held uh hanged on the christmas tree uh, did you ever have those yeah i think so yeah Yes, certainly in music. And I did a bit of research on why bows are associated with Christmas. And there were two conclusions. The first one was Andrew Huang, which said that a bow reminds you of a sparkle. When there's a sparkle in your eye, it sounds like this. And then the other one you know this is just wikipedia is that um bells were traditionally used to signal the um coming of christmas um back in the day like for centuries Mm. like a like a religious thing like i I can imagine someone jangling a little bell or something so yeah yeah Yeah. interesting but you know like all things it's been you know just commercialized by american uh sorry pop culture Yeah. So, okay, we've got jazz harmony,
1: swing feel, and sleigh bells. Where does that take us from there? What's the fourth thing?
0: The fourth and final pillar is what I'm calling Christmas vibes. And this, I just mean the lyrics. Like so many of the lyrics are like, sitting around the Christmas tree, opening my presents. It's a bit obvious, but but that is...
1: Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that definitely helps. <laughs>
0: it's kind of like the the cheat cheat route. Just talk about Christmas stuff and then, okay, now it's a Christmas song. If you're interested, here are the top 10 Christmas songs of all time. This is coming from a billboard. There's All I Want for Christmas Is You, Mariah Carey. Um, that's one that Adam Neely talks about, and he talks about three um, characteristics there, one being the uh, Timpan Alley, um, second being her powerful R&B vocals, uh, like the '90s thing, and then also that um, wall of production, like the overproduction sounds. So, yeah,
1: the wall of sound, the Phil yeah, Spector stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right.
0: Um, which is another interesting characteristic which you see in quite a few of these Christmas songs is just like turn up the arrangement and instrumentation to ten. Mm, yeah, layer every part. And then the second uh, one was rocking around the Christmas tree, uh, and then Jingle Bell Rock, uh, and then we have the Christmas song, Nat King Cole. Um, A Holly Jolly Christmas, that's a fun one And then Feliz Navidad, that one's cool because it sits right outside It's like a whole different feel, so yeah, that's a fun one Uh, Then seventh we have It's the Most Wonderful Time of Year, Andy Williams Uh, Then we have Last Christmas, that one, very cool Uh, That has a lot of production as well And then uh, finally we have Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow dean martin and then white christmas uh, which is actually on the top of the list um i think for like most sold christmas songs of all time
1: that's a great yeah that's a great one
0: the the drifters version
1: of that is just warms my heart warms my cold grinch heart every year
0: so carl how about you any deep cut christmas tunes which uh, you want to share with the world (laughs) i do christmas
1: is a very special time for my wife and i um And we have a playlist actually, which I think I can share. So I'll, we'll put it, if you're, if you're on Spotify, I can, I can share it and it'll be in the description, but there's a couple there's let it snow by boys to men that jam always gets us in the Christmas mood. There's also the Jimmy Smith and Wes Montgomery version of baby it's cold outside, which is instrumental version, but it has the sleigh bells and it just instantly puts you in that swing, like feel good organ trio vibe. Um, yeah, those are, those are the two big ones. And then for some reason, my daughter is now obsessed with, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas and oh my God, Sam, I can't tell you how many times I've had to freaking listen to that song. Uh, but yeah, those are, those are the big three, although I'm pretty sick of the hippo song at this point, but
0: yeah. I did see that, um, I want to build a snowman from the Disney movie is like a top Christmas song of all time, but I feel like it's just snow related. Oh, from Frozen? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like just... Winter-related, not not particularly Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that is Al- a good song. Although I'm not qualified as as uh, you know. <laughs> so let's uh, let's check out another tune here. We had uh, Donny Laudacina in the studio. He dressed up as Santa, no white beard, but a uh, really good guitar player. And this is his arrangement of Away in a Manger, and you can learn it uh, on the site. Uh, we got tab and a tutorial for not just this song, but thirty plus songs at beginner intermediate and advanced levels including tracks uh, and then you know try some active listening see if there's sleigh bells see if there's jazz harmony see if there's christmassy vibes and see if it's got a swing feel here we go christmas vibes there so that's an interesting one because i think it fits into the category of songs like silent night and other more traditional songs um a way in a manger was written in 1882 and it's before that uh tin pan alley era so the melody is a lot more simple and these more traditional songs a bit like church hymns lend themselves really well to reharmonization because they don't have those complex chords built into them. So it opens it up for us as uh, you know, overthinking. Uh, song musicians to have fun with them And they're
1: public domain So they're, they're free to use <laughs> Which is why
0: we love them Right, right. So thanks for tuning in for another episode If you want to learn holiday songs on your guitar Check out the holiday song library On pickup music We just added a bunch of new songs And they include tutorials, tracks And lessons So you can understand how they're arranged For solo guitar And perhaps you could uh, create your own songs On the guitar as well And as always, thanks for tuning in. Uh, If you want to leave us a review, we really appreciate it, even if it's a a thumbs up or a heart or a save to your Apple Podcasts or Spotify library. Uh, We'll see you back next week. This has been Sam and Carl, and happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone.